3: They use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich, and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room.
4: I know exactly who that is. That's the mother f- that loses every god game. <laughs> That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so, get rid of them. Oh, wow. Bros! Come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, savius!
2: Second and goal. Gibson. Touchdown. Commanders after the takeaway and the touchdown by Hertz. Hey. Oh. Aired out downfield and uh, intercepted. Derek Forrest, the safety, back to grab it. Here he is again. He just won't go down touchdown. What an effort by Brian Robinson Jr. They're going to throw on third down and seven. Instead, Heineke wisely, and now a flag. Wow. And that's going to, in essence, end the game. A flag on that hit, as Heineke had taken a knee. Perfect season, should be the last play. Hurts underneath, and now the laterals. And instead, it's going to be picked up for a touchdown on that lateral by Casey Tuhill. And the Commanders have won this game, and Taylor Heineke can celebrate a big road win here in Week 10. You're talking to
4: the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kids stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine
3: right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. I don't care if the St. Louis Blues came up with this shtick first. I'm co-opted it, damn it. After a night like Monday night, I'd say we're entitled to it. Welcome to the show, everybody. Have you come down yet from the Mandos' 32-21 win in Philadelphia over the Eagles? Because I'm not sure that they have. Taylor Heineke celebrated in the most Taylor Heineke way with a Bucket full of, uh, I think it was Bushlight Light on the plane home. By the way, memo to whoever buys the team, can we get a better plane for these guys? They pull off the biggest upset of the year, and what, are they, they, they're They flying back on what, Frontier or on Spirit Air? What what, what was that? Uh, what, did somebody get a deal? I mean, I, I understand the organization's strapped right now, but I would think that they could have come up with something a little bit better than that. But that, you know what? As Ron would say, that's interesting, not important. Let's talk more about last night's game. Uh, We got some superlatives. We have got where this season is going, and we also got to go into the locker room. We got exclusive locker room access with you. We're going to talk to John Allen, Antonio Gibson, and Benjamin St. Juice. But first, let's start off with who were the stars of the game that were responsible for this win. I, got a, I wrote down, I went back and watched the game again uh, this morning, and uh, there are a bunch of people that stood out in addition to just who you would say you know, were the regular ones. I mean, it's real easy to look at the stat sheet and said Terry McLaurin had 128 yards receiving, and yeah, he was one of the best players on the field, if not the best player on the field. Uh, but how about this? Uh, Tress Way. For my money, Tress Way was one of the most valuable players in the game. He corralled two real high snaps on a couple of Joey Sly field goal attempts, both of the long ones, in fact. And if it weren't for Tress being able to put those those balls down clean, this would have turned out a lot differently, a lot differently. So kudos to Tress. I also thought that Scott Turner just delivered a virtuoso performance. The way he schemed the receivers open and stuck with that ball control game plan. I mean, that was a that was a very narrow path that the Mando's had last night to win that game. And by God, if they didn't do it, I mean, wow! And, and again, with you know, we know that Taylor Heineke is not does not possess the strongest arm in the world. We're going to talk more about Heineke in in a few minutes, but if. If Scott Turner can scheme him up every week, what the hell? I mean, I'm all in on YOLO ball right now. 100% all in on YOLO ball, at least for another two weeks. And we're going to ask Ron about that and his answers about what you would expect. Benjamin St. Juice, I thought, played a good game. Uh, despite getting burned on the Quez Watkins pass, you know, he showed what he was made of after that. Yeah, he got burned on it, and then he went and and punched the ball out that allowed Derek Forrest, who also had a great game, to pick it up and, and force that turnover. Jamin Davis has really, really come on. You know, for a guy that we were all ready to run out of town, about uh, a month and a half ago, Jamin Davis has come on. I was looking at his PFF grades for the last few weeks. Um, he had a, an overall grade of 62.8 last night. He has been, listen to this, the last four, the last month of the season, 70-64-74-62. 62 is right about where the grading starts. So 62, I I think, is, is pretty much considered what you expect out of a performance. And for a guy, again, that was getting beat and beat often and having some really bad games the first six weeks of the season, he's turned it on this last month. The light bulb's gone on, and he has really, really performed well. You know who else has performed well on defense that we were given a lot of grief to? The beginning of the season. How about Kendall Fuller? Kendall Fuller has been playing great. He had the third highest grade on the defense yesterday. And since week four, Kendall Fuller has played really, really, really well. Uh, again, you know, you look at his PFF numbers uh, from coverage, uh, either overall and in coverage. And it's been Not a great game against Green Bay. But then rebounded against Indy, 62.7, 68, and 73. Again, with 62 being about what every player, it's assumed, you know, is going to get. That's where the grades start every year. Kendall Fuller played great. Montez Sweat had that huge sack at the end of the game. And don't forget... This defense is going to get better this week when Chase Young comes back, and Chase Young is coming back. Uh, Derek Forrest was uh, was the basically the best player on the field, if you look at those grades. Uh, John Ridgway only played uh, eight snaps, but had a, a it will grade out very high because of, of the strip, which was a great play. But Derek Forrest um, uh, playing 50 total snaps, Um you know, the he was in on just about every snap on the defense, and had a great grade both against the run and against the pass, and has really started to come into his own as well. This defense is starting to gel, and you know, and I can't believe we're saying it, but we, and we got to give credit to Jack Del Rio on that. You know, the light just kind of went on about four weeks ago. And ever since it's, you know, it's, it's been good. Hopefully that will continue once, uh, once Chase Young comes back, which it looks like is going to be this weekend, uh, Sunday against Atlanta. A lot was made about the penalties last night. The officials did not have a good game, but I think if you took a look at the the six biggest ones, it, 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 Came out even. Uh, you had a real, I thought, was a bad call or a call they didn't have to make on Benjamin St. Juice, that defensive pass interference. Uh, there were also a, a bunch of holding calls on the defensive line that weren't made. And then uh, a penalty in the fourth that wiped out a first down um, for uh, for the commanders. Uh, but I think you balance that out with um, the personal foul on the Curtis Samuel jet sweep that really probably wasn't um they also the officials also missed the face mask uh, when Ridgeway on you know on Goddard when when Ridgeway punched that uh that ball out Jamin Davis was clearly grabbing his face mask and then of course the big one the flag on Brandon Graham uh, at the end of the game that pretty much sealed it and and gave the commanders the win there so all in all I think that 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 pretty much balanced itself out. And now things get really, really interesting. You know, you take a look at the schedule here. Like we, I love to do this. It's like election night when you're trying to figure out where the votes are and where they're coming in and which batches are out there. You take a look at this schedule now. I can get you to 10 wins. I can get you to 10 wins pretty easily here the rest of the way. That's how big that game was. You know, the Mandos are 5-5 five and five now. And now the schedule starts to open up. You know, let's just be honest. The way they're playing, they should go to Houston and beat the Texans this weekend. Whether they will or not is a completely different story. And it's going to be a big test because they're going to be coming off this huge win. we got to see if there's going to be a letdown on the road again. But if you beat the Texans, which you should, you come home, Thanksgiving weekend against the Falcons, again another game you ought to win. For all we know, Desmond Ritter is going to be starting at that point. I mean, what do you what are you looking at here, quarterback wise? Davis Mills and 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 Marcus Mariota the next two weeks. You follow that up with a trip to the Meadowlands, and I'm still not sold on the Giants. By the way, this weekend expect to see a lot more. A lot of what you saw against Philadelphia, I would think. Texans have one of the worst. Uh, run defenses in the league. They're giving up 181 yards per game against the rush. Falcons are a little bit better than that, but you can throw on them. We'll have to see. Again, I am not sold on the Giants, but let's just say for the sake of argument that you split with the Giants. Well, that's eight and six. Heading into the last three weeks of the season, it's all ahead of you. I'll I'll frame it even better for you than that. Uh, if you come out of your bye week at seven and six, you got three out of your last four at home. God help you if you come out at eight and five. Now you're really talking, and and I think that is a definite possibility. If you're able to go up to New York and beat the Giants, and you're looking at the last uh, month of the season with only one road trip to make and that's to San Francisco on Christmas Eve it's there for the taking if that's the case you could be looking easily at 11 and 6 but you can't get ahead of yourself first thing you gotta do is go out there and beat the Texans Sunday in Houston at little Amazon Prime music here we go inside the locker room. All right, let's take you in. Going to start off with Jonathan Allen. Star defensive tackle, I think you know that by now. Jonathan Allen is a very intense individual. Here are his thoughts after the game saying, you know what? Nobody gave us a chance. Absolutely fine with him because he doesn't care.
0: I always tell people, like, people's opinion outside of this locker room is probably one of the most irrelevant things I've ever heard of in my entire life. I genuinely, from the bottom of my soul, do not care what you have to say if you're not on the team. This is what it is.
1: How would you describe the way this locker room was after the moment? Excited, man.
0: It's good to be able to come in here and beat a great football team on the road on Monday night. It's a great step in the right direction for us. I know you guys, always believe this, but obviously some games just hasn't gone the way. What was the difference tonight? You guys are able to stay with it throughout. I mean, the offense rushed the ball for damn near 200 yards. We had three, four turnovers. Defensive score. I mean, crucial, timely, long drives by the offense. The offense did an amazing job tonight, and they made our job super easy. They
2: scored on the first possession, and we were pretty quiet from there. What were you guys able
3: to do to kind of slow down that
0: offense? We got to lock in. Everybody got to do their job. Can't give them anything. We got the jump ball. First time we played them, we lost them. This week, we were making plays on the jump ball.
3: I want to go on record as to say I do not ever want to meet Jonathan Allen in a dark alley somewhere. If I have to meet anyone in a dark alley somewhere, I sincerely hope that Jonathan Allen is there with me on my side. How about Benjamin Sejust, who has really, really come on since uh, being kicked outside and not having to play the slot? Uh, just another really good performance. Yes, again, got burnt deep by Quez Watkins. And what did he do? Came back, punched the ball out, made the strip, made a play, turnover for Washington. And after the game, St. said, yeah, this win, Pretty big for this team, all things considered.
4: I don't know. I don't know when's the last time we like came up with a uh,
3: win that big, you know, to, to just propel us to the second half of the season, you know, against an undefeated team. I think this one's pretty big. You know? At home, too, on Monday night. Can't ask for a better, better, uh, you know, uh, place to, 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 to get it done.
4: Hey,
3: you can tell the young fella is definitely excited. Finally, Antonio Gibson, and, and again, Talk about another redemption arc, a guy who lost his starting job, and we were wondering how much we were going to see of him this year. It turns out could have been one of the best things both for him and the team, and he said – yeah, it all finally started clicking with the running game this week. Um,
0: that's what we're capable of. Um, we've been trying to get at it all year. Um, we show pieces and pieces of it. Um, we just never fully put it together, and today we put it together.
3: I feel good. Um, the running backs, that's what we want. And, uh, we didn't shout out from it. Uh, Coach us That's what we were going to do, and we showed up. All right, so now the big question is where do you go from here, especially at quarterback? We're going to ask Ron Rivera that when we come back. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Right now, everyone can also earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team's going to win player props and point totals. If you had taken the commanders, the money line, and Brian Robinson scoring a touchdown in the Monday night game at Philly, you would have won and you would have won big. And with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go to when betting on the NFL. So. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet. Get $200 in free bets if team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code THPN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In New York, visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee or 888 532 3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer valid. Minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as 8 25 dollars free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered. One time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends one fifteen twenty three. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook.
2: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your
3: podcasts from. Ron Rivera meeting with the beat guys today, as he does the day after every game. First question, and we credit Nicky Javala, our good friend from the Washington Post, with this one, wants to know who's starting a quarterback.
1: Well, we're going to see what happens this week. Um, we have not had an opportunity. To, I have not had an opportunity to sit down with Alan and go through what the doctors have decided, what they've decided but the first thing I'm gonna tell everybody is let's don't get ahead of ourselves because remember, we gotta return on the practice first and see where he is if he is cleared and ready to go. So we'll go from there guys. And 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 be honest with you guys, um, when I do decide this and this is done, um, you guys are gonna be the last ones to know. Cause I gotta inform people. I've gotta talk, sit down and talk to Scott and Kenny then I got to talk to the quarterbacks, and then I've got to uh, talk to my football team guys. Uh, so for the most part, you guys will be the last ones to get noticed, uh, notified.
3: Right? Sure. Trust me, Ron. We're going to know before that. I promise we won't be the last to know. Um, all right. So I am. Uh, I, I don't envy his decision, but I think pretty much we know where he's going for this week and probably the week after. It's got to be Taylor Heineke. I'm sure that we will hear later in the week that eh, Carson's finger is just not quite ready to go, or more importantly, yeah, didn't really respond well to work on Thursday. So that'll be the excuse for him, for Carson Wentz not to play. Should Carson Wentz play again this year? I, honest to God, don't know at this point. But at this point, I know that I am 100% in on Taylor Heineke and Yolo Ball. Look, the team responds to him. The team plays for him. And no matter what you think, I mean, to me, he, Taylor Heineke gives me a lot of Billy Kilmer vibes. Uh, well, uh, an in-shape Billy Kilmer vibe. I mean, Billy Kilmer was a, fat, was a big, fat slob when he played, and his passes, a lot of times, his throws looked like a wounded quail. All the guy did was win. And he had some pretty good running backs behind him, like Larry Brown and Mike Thomas, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of the same situation you got with Taylor Heineke, except, again, he's in a little bit better shape. So I say roll with Heineke at this point. Not that it's my decision, but I think that's the smart play. You roll with Heineke and the YOLO balls because, uh, you know, for what, for what it's worth, Taylor Heineke's on a heater right now.
0: And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater.
3: Thank you very much. This is what I have always said. So look for Taylor Heineke to be, uh, be the starting quarterback again this week. Also asked Ron Rivera about Chase Young, even though everybody and his mother is saying that Chase is playing this week.
1: I think we still have a... Um, a little over a week to make that decision. but um, he is trending in the right direction. And again, we'll have to see how things unfold this week as well. But it is coming,
3: uh-huh, yeah, it's coming you're right. it It is coming. In fact, it's coming this Sunday in Houston. He was the number two pick in the draft. two years ago. he's an edge rusher. You get him out there. And finally, the other interesting thing I thought I heard from Rivera today, was talking about, and we're going to credit uh, Scott Abraham, our our good friend from um, WJLA for this one, on how to keep the young guys from feeling themselves a little too much and refocusing and getting ready for Sunday.
1: Um, We've not arrived by any means, okay? And I'm going to get on my young guys tomorrow because with the way they were celebrating in, in the locker room, the best thing it shows is that this is the first time they've been there. You know, people tell you act like you've been there. Well, I'm going to give them a little grief for that. Um, I get it. I appreciate the energy and the excitement. Um, now we have to understand, you know, act like you've been there. Because um, now they've been there. So let's get refocused. Let's get ready to, to face Houston. Because, um, again, it's a home game for them. Um, as I said, I, I, I I've always, you know, appreciated and respected the way Coach Smith does things. And I think our players have to understand that.
3: And when you say... This team has not arrived yet. What do you have to see to know that this team has arrived?
1: It's all about consistency, Scott. It's all about consistency. You know, we had a chance a week before last against Minnesota. We didn't close it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, those are the things that, that that teams that have arrived can do. They can close it out. Um, you know, we, we had a chance. We had a lead, and we didn't do it. This week, we had a chance. We had a lead, and we did do it. So, again, that's up, down, that's up. So we just got to make sure we we understand, you know, to be a really good team, is league, you got to be consistent.
3: Actually, I think that's a pretty good move by Rivera. Stuff about Chase Young, a little disingenuous. That I think is definitely the right move. All right, we got to get out of here. Caps uh, continue their road trip in Florida on Tuesday night. A little bit later in the week, we're going to recap how that whole thing went for them. Have a good one, folks. Saber the Eagles' win because it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.